It's our Bad Batch theme. Just made up, just put together for the Credible Nerds podcast. And just trying to figure things out. Um, if you notice, we do have an upgrade from our last episode. Um, put a little graphic together to make it more interesting. Got a theme song going on. And we're ready to get going with Bad Batch, Episode 5, Review of Rampage. And my name is Justin, and I have my fellow clone with me, Aiden. Hey, guys. And we're ready to get going with this new episode and talk about it. Last episode, we we talked about uh, Fedex Shand, even though I don't think we knew her name at the time. But uh, at least, well, we knew it, but the clones didn't know who that was. And that's the premise for this episode is, who is this bounty hunter? She almost kidnapped Omega. What's going on? Who's who's paying her bounty? Who's behind it all, I guess? So first they need to find out who it is. And we get a little more info in this episode with uh, episode five. So we'll start off with the crew. They're on their way to Ord Mantell. They need to contact uh, someone who the Jedi knew, who had information that the Jedi would use to gather that secretive intel and that person is Sid and she lives on Ord Mantell. And so they're on their way. They're in hyperspace going there and we get a little scene with Omega. They give her her own comm device. And I think that's kind of a result of last episode as well. Kind of what we saw there with her getting lost and stuff. So yeah. Um, and it's kind of a step forward in her being actually part of the bad batch, which is something that's kind of been, I guess a theme in the past episodes where she's in the bat or with the bad batch, but not really part of it. She just kind of got stuck with them, but now they're kind of accepting that she's going to be there for at least a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they want to keep her safe. So they give her like a, a way to communicate with them. So if she gets kidnapped or lost, she can use her comm link mm-hmm. and she plays around with it a bit. And Hunter and the crew are a little, dad dadish about it like that's not a toy don't do that and she's (laughs) you know using it exploring it and having fun with it so uh but they come out of hyperspace so this is the first time we see ward mantel i believe in i don't know live action or animated form i'm sure it's been in the comics and games and stuff but uh this is the first time we actually go there i believe so they they land they track down where this sid is supposed to be it's in a cantina nice little a place for the seedy, uh, secretive type to hang out in is the cantinas. I love going to the cantinas in Star Wars. They're always good mm-hmm. for the most part, unless you're on um, Canto Bite. I don't know. That's more of a casino than cantina. But Yeah. <laughs> that's Vegas, right? There. Yeah, that's Vegas. High rollers and stuff. So this is a little less glitzy and uh, all that. So uh, they go in, they see some someone working on some machines they ask you know hey is sid here they don't know who sid is and <laughs> they comment uh, it'd be nice to know who she or he looks like when we're trying to find out this person is and this person's like no don't know who sid is never heard of her and goes about her business they're trying to figure it out and uh omega she realizes who it is mm-hmm. who sid is and yeah <laughs> she points it out to him Hey, this person you just asked—that's that's Sid. What do you think about Sid and kind of Sid's a, a female? I don't know what race or alien. Trend Ocean. Trend Ocean. I 
Oh, didn't yeah. realize that the entire first time I watched <laughs> it, and then this episode, I was like, "Oh my gosh, she's a Trandoshan!" Yeah. But you would never guess because usually Trandoshans always like, you know, talk like they're snakes. They mm-hmm. always like slur their s's and accentuate them. But she doesn't do that. But I noticed because of like how her head is shaped. Yeah. Because usually Trandoshans are also like taller and not usually fat like Sid is. But mm-hmm. um, and she was green, right? Uh-huh. She and was green. Most of them are yellow, at least like Bosque or yellow orangish colors, I guess. Yeah. Um I know they have a lot of them in Star Wars Galaxies, the online game, you can make your own character and for Trend Oceans they have pretty much like they've got blue, grey, orange, green, yellow. Uh-huh. Okay. So it's, All kinds of colors. Yeah. And I think you do see green ones in the Clone Wars. Um specifically the um the arc where i can't remember but ahsoka goes to kashik and um talks with all the wookies and they're getting hunted by oh yeah That's the good. trend oceans i think that episode is called hunted yeah i think they're they're even red ones too mm. okay yeah so trend ocean good to know mm-hmm. um she's a little feisty i like it yeah definitely the type of person you'd think that she is yeah. um as you see in the rest of the series yeah but she, she does comment that um, her business has declined since this new empire started. So, and the cantina is pretty sparse. There's only two guys in there, two aliens in there. They're always fighting every time they show yeah. up. They're always, uh, I don't know, getting drunk, I guess, or it's kind of low life. Low life. Yeah. yeah, they're the regulars. Yeah, the norms that uh, frequent that place. So, they're there and. Uh, they they ask about you know can you help us out can you give us some intel and she's like well what what can you do for me you know yeah. what's in it for me type thing and so they kind of come up with an agreement that hey I'll get you this this intel this information you want about this bounty hunter that they encountered on Pantora and then if you do this job for me I'll I'll let you know what I found out so the job is to rescue Muchi from some Zygerian slave traders. And all we know about Muchi at this point is that um, she's a child. So, yeah, she does say the child Muchi. Yeah, um, and that's all they know. Um, and they go to the planet and they have to save her from the slaves. Yeah. Or the slave traders. Mm-hmm. And that they'll split the bounty 70-30 with Sid getting most of the proceeds. Of course. Which I thought was a little unfair because they're doing all the work. But um, that's her business, I yep. guess. Business she's- model. She's got the info, I guess, so that's their payment for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So they head off to the base of the Zygerians. It's, it's this abandoned or run-down, bombed-out remains of a city is what it looks like from the war. They, they're they living there. They have some people, some aliens that they've captured already and have uh, in chains, and they're looking to get them off-world to, to sell them as slaves. And so the... The clones roll up and they're looking through their, um, what are those? They're not binoculars. They're macro binoculars. Macro binoculars. That's right. And they see like some adults and they see a kid there. And they're like, oh, there's Moochie. Oh, poor Moochie. She's, she looks terrible. And she's scared. She's scared. Yeah. <laughs> so they assume there's Moochie right there. They got to save him. So they send Omega back to the ship. Say, we're going to handle this. You go wait in the ship type thing and they go down there and they come up with this plan okay echo you go up high tech you over here or no 
Wrecker, you go over here. Me and Tech will go check it out. Uh-huh. But then they immediately get captured by yeah. the slavers. Yeah. So uh, it's like they knew they were there. <laughs> yeah. But I guess that's kind of their job is to know where people are so they can trade them. <laughs> yep. Track people down. So the mission wasn't very successful. And these are the same species or people, I guess, from the Clone Wars, the Zygerians that's, that we saw in the Clone Wars. Yeah. Um, there was a whole arc in the Clone Wars where Obi-Wan, Anakin, and Ahsoka, they all go to um, the planet. I forget what it's called, but um, where the Zygerian slave, drivers, slave traders are. And they go and try and infiltrate them and kind of see what's going on because at the time the slave trade is illegal because of the republic and they get rumor that it is still going on there Mm -hmm. and it's not open like to everybody in the clone wars it's kind of underground so they infiltrate it and basically just catch them Mm -hmm. in the act yeah and stop it Mm -hmm. so they've moved off that planet because of their business got shut down basically and i don't know if this is their only place but uh they're here on this planet um lord mantel and so they have we were in first introduced to the laser whip i think with the zygerian slave traders and, i think so yeah yeah which is a cool weapon and the main guy in charge of this group has one so that's pretty cool that they brought that back i always like that so um yeah, they're captured, they're chained up, they're getting ready to move them all off world and sell them, and it's up to Omega. Um, the slave traders, they go and find the ship that the clones arrived in, they're looking around, and Omega's in there. She realizes something's wrong, and so she's able to escape from those guys and do some recon of her own. So she tracks down the clones where they're at and sees that they're being held prisoner, and she's sneaking around trying to find a way to, to figure it out to get them loose. And um, I think Echo was the one that was like, or maybe Tech. It's like, if we really had our gear, that'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, so um, what what goes on there is they're like, we need to find a way to signal Omega to get mm-hmm. over here. Yeah. Um, but then Echo is like, I don't think we're going to need to because she's already there. They see her up in the corner. And, yeah. Um, Echo yells out really loudly, like, hey, you wouldn't stand a chance if we had our gear. And then she's like, oh, I need to get their gear. Yeah. Um, so she tries to do that, and um, she slides down this thing and kicks a rock down. They're like, oh, what's that? Yeah. And then Wrecker, he kicks a rock to kind of cover his tra- cover her tracks. And she falls onto this cage and sees a baby Rancor in a cage. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, this is perfect. This is what I'm going to use to get them out. Yeah. So she's looking at it, trying to figure out how to open it. And then she gets caught by the Zygerians. But then we realize she had pulled the key. And all of a sudden, the baby Rancor bursts out of it and starts wrecking havoc. And everybody's like running around. And it distracts them long enough that the that wrecker's able to break the chains that they're being held on and get out of that situation. And they are able to grab their gear and free the the other slaves that were there. So the distraction works, but it's a pretty chaotic situation. Um, and Omega and Echo, 
take the slaver or the slaves and head back to their ship to get him to be able to escape. And the rest of them go track down the rancor to make sure that, you know, they're able to have enough time to escape. And in the meantime, uh, the, the head Zygerian with the whip, he, there's this dragon creature. I don't know if we've seen that before. We have. Yeah. In the Clone Wars. It looked familiar, but I don't remember much about it. Yeah. Uh, all I know is that the Zygerians used them in the Clone Wars. Okay. Um, and it's the same thing. But one thing was that while they were getting the slave, the slaves back to the ship, they talked to the kid and they're like, hey, we're going to free you, Moochie. Oh, yeah. Um, and they're like, that's not Moochie. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's Moochie, and they're pointing to the Rancor, and they're like, "Oh no, yeah. that's the mission is to get the Rancor back." Yeah, so the mission got infinitely harder at that point. Yeah, <laughs> so they're like, "Oh no, that's Moochie." So they gotta go. Yeah, they gotta go track down Moochie and make sure they are able to get him back to to Sid. So with the Zygerian slave trader, the head one, he's, he jumps on that dragon, thinking the flying dragon, and is trying to attack the the clones as well as uh, get Moochie back into her cage, I guess. And Moochie's not having it. She's fighting back. She bites the, the dragon's tail, and the slave trader falls off. And so the, the dragon and Moochie are fighting, and Moochie ends up beating it, yeah. overcoming it, and it flies away that doesn't want to get killed yeah <laughs> and then um hunter and the head slave trader they start to duel and fight each other and hunter's able to overcome him and the he has a laser rip laid the laser whip wrapped around his arm but he's able to fight it off and punch him in the face and knock him out yeah and something about that scene is i think the same exact thing happens in the clone wars with i can't remember if it's obi-wan or anakin but the laser whip gets wrapped around their arm. They're like, oh, no. And they try to pull, but then they get shocked. And mm-hmm. and then they're, like, kind of dying for a second. And then they're, like, then they get the strength to just, like, overcome the electricity that's going through them. And then they whip, rip it out. Um, I might be making stuff up. But <laughs> <laughs> that's I, what you remember anyway. I think that was in the Clone Wars <laughs> with either of them. And the same thing happens. Okay. So... That's interesting. So Hunter has the same durability or strength as a Jedi, at least in that aspect. That's what they're insinuating. Because yeah. that's pretty, if that's what you remember, that's accurate. It's a pretty direct correlation there. Yeah. I, I mean, the scene looked pretty familiar to me. And, um, you know, it would make sense because Hunter's an altered clone. He's enhanced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that would make sense. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to look at that when we review that episode in the Clone Wars when we get there. Mm-hmm. So see how that compares. But yeah, he's able to overcome him. He's out of the game. And uh, Moochie's kind of wrecking havoc with the other slave traders. Uh, kills a couple, actually. We don't see him die on screen. But uh, yeah, one falls off this like three-story building onto some rocks. So. Yeah, so he's done. <laughs> he's done. But we don't see the, the grizzly outcome just you know so it's it's a precarious situation there and so it's just moochie and the clones they gotta figure out how to overcome them and tech does his thing to save the day gives them the information looks up in his database his holonet uh, database i guess 
whatever the equivalent for Wikipedia is in the in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. So we pull up that info and finds out that uh, the rain cars are, if you're able to challenge them and beat them, then they're subservient to the person who won, you know, like whoever's the strongest type thing. So Wrecker's like, okay, I'll give it a go. Yeah. And he jumps in, they start fighting. Wrecker's actually punching him. Uh, Moochie is a smaller Rancor, baby Rancor, so they're about the same height. Moochie's a little taller, but they're able to basically have a boxing match. Yeah, she's definitely way bigger than him. Mm-hmm. Um, not like a full-size Rancor, bigger, but um, Wrecker's also the enhanced clone. He's a bigger clone, but he's got just as much strength as Moochie does. Yeah. So they're fighting, and it cuts away to Omega and Echo getting the... The, the captured people who are going to be sold as slaves get them on a uh, speeder bike and get them out. Mm-hmm. And then uh, during that sequence, uh, something important, Omega finds a laser bow just laying around discarded. I guess the Zygerians were using it. So she picks it up, and that's her weapon from now on in yep. the series. Yeah, you'll see that in pretty much every episode from now on. Mm-hmm. Um, just like, I guess that's her unique trait besides her being a kid and a girl clone. But that's her thing mm-hmm. is being able to use weapons good yeah well just that unique weapon it's not a clone uh, weapon right. um and then i guess also like um crosshair had his sniper and tech has his dual blasters um hunter has his knife on his arm and wrecker's got his republic commando it's like the interchangeable blaster and then also the vibro like machete mm-hmm and then I guess Echo just has his pistol, but he's got his arm. Yeah. So that's his thing. Yeah. But now she has her cool weapon, unique weapon that's not really commonly used. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a good choice. So she's becoming more part of the team. She's got a comm link. She's got a weapon. Yeah. She's in it now. She's, uh, she just needs her armor. Yeah. I saw this thing on online somewhere, probably one of the Facebook groups that I'm in. It talked about how point or pointed out that maybe omega like we always think them like they're all related they're all brothers and she's a sister but maybe she's the mother of the clones because you know she saw them grow up so in some sense she is in the sense that she cared for him on on some level cared for them on some level while they were growing but maybe she's like biologically their mother maybe um i also saw something kind of similar to that where you know boba is the alpha Mm -hmm. clone and then omega is the um the omega clone yeah alpha and the omega beginning and the end yeah so um maybe she was the like i guess last iteration of the dna maybe not the last like clone made but Mm -hmm. um she was the the final form, I guess. Before the DNA strands started to deteriorate or yeah. not be as a usable. Uh huh. Yeah, so the kind of the full strength clone, I guess, yeah. that they could use for creating more. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Boba was the the original, and then from there they made all the the ones we see, and then she was the last one, and they were used her DNA to start making these all these altered special specific clones 
Yeah, I don't know if it went that far, but I could definitely see that. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I'm sure that's, I mean, that's something they're keeping close to the vest in the show as far as who she is in the sense of her role and all of this. Uh, She's definitely different, Mm -hmm. Um, obviously, because she's female. But there's, you know, she's she's kind of like Boba in the sense that she's not, doesn't have that growth enhancement where she ages twice as fast. So there's that part too. Yeah, because she's older than them, but she's also like... 10. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 12 or whatever. And they're in their late 20s or 30s. At least mentally. Yeah. So, yeah. So anyway, something to think about. We'll see how it goes next season. Season two comes out later this year. So we'll be on top of that, watching that along with everybody else. Oh, yeah. Um. So they are able to subdue Moochie with Wrecker. They they go back, they cut back to the Moochie and Wrecker fight. And uh, they're just exhausted, kind of barely able to swing at each other and punch at each other. And Moochie falls down and Wrecker falls on top of them. Just completely exhausted. Therefore, Wrecker is the dominant one. Because yeah. <laughs> he lasted half a second longer. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and they're able to get Moochie back to Sid's place. And... Right before then, we have a cameo, I guess, of Bib Fortuna showing up. He's the client. Uh, him, probably, well, probably Jabba. Jabba's the the client, and he sends Bib Fortuna to collect and pick up Moochie and pay off Sid. Yeah, and the speculation from there is that you know Moochie is the Rancor that we see in Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. um, and that's her origin story there but that's not confirmed so don't quote us on that yeah until it's confirmed then we're right yeah (laughs) yeah that's what i thought initially i was like okay the rancor we saw in return of the jedi is moochie Mm -hmm. which in some ways is cool but then in other ways you're like well moochie dies yeah Ah, bummer (laughs) now we have this connection with her we saw her origin story and now she's dead at the end but yeah she's a rancor (laughs) but uh so maybe it is. Maybe I think it is. Yeah, until it's proven otherwise. I don't see why it wouldn't be. Yeah. Okay. And then, so there's two things. Oh, we'll get to that in a second. So, uh, uh, Bib Fortuna, they take Moochie and head out, and Omega says bye. Kind of like, oh, I'll miss you, but it's okay. Where's our money? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then Sid pulls in Hunter into the back office and is like, okay, this is what I found out. The bounty hunter is called her name is fennec shand and fennec shand is something we knew before the show so the audience knew who it was last episode when we first saw her but this is the first time in the mandalorian (laughs) yeah (laughs) the whole thing there yeah so this is the first time that the clones find out who it is and sid's like i wonder why bounty hunters after you guys that's interesting you know who Mm -hmm. Who would pay money for her to, to go after you guys uh, and kind of threatening her under the table in a roundabout way, you know? Yeah. Don't uh, don't throw me under the bus and I won't do the same to you. Yeah. Uh, she mentions that she's a good, that she's good with secrets, um, mm-hmm. which is probably why the Jedi went to her because mm-hmm. um, if the Separatists found out she was working with the Jedi, mm-hmm. that'd be it for her. Yeah. So... A couple things that came up to mind as watching this, because this came out last year along after Mandalorian season two. Yeah. And then right before Boba Fett's Book of Boba Fett. And at this point, Book of Boba Fett is done. 
in I, there were two things that you know Fennec Shand is in the Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett as well as in this we have a baby rancor in this and then a rancor in Book of Boba <laughs> Fett so I did find myself kind of like mixing timeline mixing the timeline yeah and having to really okay now we haven't this is the first time we see her right oh we saw her Mandalorian already so yeah. a little confusing there yeah when I was watching it I mentioned to you this while we were watching her but or watching it but um sid mentions that she's super new to the bounty hunting scene and i'm like what no she's been around for a long time (laughs) i realized this is right after revenge of the sith and that's mandalorian's right after return of the jedi um, which is kind of cool we see her as she's emerging and getting her name out there and then in the mandalorian she's like one of the most notorious Mm -hmm. kind of see where she's at Mm -hmm. after the empire has been destroyed so yeah um what do you think about that duality that's hey here's the origin stories of these guys fennec shand and maybe the rancor that we see in return of the jedi but then we also see another rancor in uh book of boba fett that's not i don't believe is moochie maybe moochie moved around and then these twin huts brought moochie back to i don't know there was just some I don't think it's Crossover. Moochie because I think she'd have to be an adult by now and that Rancor was still young. Yeah, that's true. It's kind of smaller. Yeah. Um, but along with that, um, George Lucas said about Star Wars, I think when he was making the prequels, is that Star Wars rhymes. Mm-hmm. Um, rhyme don't. So I think that's why we see a lot. Um, either re-emerging characters, returning characters, or just returning themes like... Um, how the sequels are really similar to the original trilogy um, and just how we see a lot of repeating patterns in Star Wars. This is kind of the same thing where we see Fennec and her origin story and then um, maybe Muchi, but at least a Rancor, a young Rancor and um, just lots of little things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it. I mean, I like shows that challenge you and make you think about, okay, where does this fit in the timeline and who are these guys, you know? So I don't have a problem with it. Just maybe for the general audience who's a casual fan, which we do podcasts for the casual nerds. So I wanted to bring that up. Um, you know, is it confusing for the casual fan? Maybe. If us hardcore fans, long-term fans are like having to actively, okay, this is before we see her in Mandalorian, you know? So yeah. anyways, so possibly, um, but I doubt, uh, the casual fans are watching bad batch. Yeah. <laughs> At least not many. Uh-huh. So, all right. So one of the big things that we're introduced to in this show, in this episode that, uh, we see for the next few episodes is Sid. Uh, do we like her as a character as being the facilitator for the bad batch to, you know, earn money? To survive and kind of move on to the next level and have more adventures based on what she offers to the story yeah well she brings a lot of opportunity for the bad batch and the way the show has gone so far it's kind of aimless so i think she's necessary at this point or someone like her is necessary because they need something to do they need a goal and this is how they get to their goal they they need money they need stuff to do they need information, and that's how they get it. Yeah, through Sid. 
So I guess we don't necessarily have to like her, but we have to like her role. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a good introduction, a good facilitator of, of story elements that will come forward, come uh, that we'll see later. So I like her. I think she's voiced by Rhea Perlman, who, if you grew up in the 80s like I did, you saw her on TV as in the, the show Cheers, which was a bar show where people would go and hang out and they'd talk and just do stuff. <laughs> it was a hangout place. So she was a server in that bar and she was very feisty in that. So it's kind of a, a Star Wars version of, of that character that we saw in Cheers. So Yeah, I guess she does have her bar and she kind of mm-hmm. runs that place. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. I didn't know that because I was born <laughs> in this century. Yeah. <laughs> After this, in this millennium. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, for the old fans, it's like, oh yeah, there's a connection there. For the new fans, it's uh, an introduction to a, a fun character. Um, but yeah, so it's interesting, uh, interesting add to the story. I like it and we see her more in the next episodes. So it'd be good. I wonder if she'll be in the next season. Yeah. I, I imagine she would, um, this season spoiler kind of ends pretty drastically. So I guess we'll see. Um, but I don't think we wouldn't, there wasn't really like a, a goodbye to her or anything. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, they may get back to her. Yeah, I would like to see her because, yeah. Yep. Okay. So, we want to thank you guys for joining us with uh, the Credible Motors Podcast with the Bad Batch Review Show. And you can uh, catch our previous episodes. Uh, our previous one before this was a video podcast, Pretty Bare Bones. That's, that was actually our first video podcast. So, be patient with it. Uh, more... Uh, episodes are going to be like this one and we'll keep fine tuning the process previous the first few episodes were just audio podcast only so check those out on our website CredibleNerds.com. just do a search for the podcast uh, page and you'll find all our podcast episodes along with those previous bad batch episodes so we want to thank you guys for joining us here on this episode and may the force be with you may the force be with you